Then. Welcome to the Teen Tights, a Great British Wrestling podcast for Great British Wrestling. Today we are joined by a very special guest uh, who has competed in over 10 different countries, including the UK, Germany, Hungary, and Japan, and many more. Uh, he is uh, known, he's just finished his tour in Japan with Big Japan Pro Wrestling. He is the Dark Assassin, Endo Akara. Thank you for joining us. Uh, is it, should I call you Endo Akara? Whichever suits you the best. We'll, we'll go with Kara, uh, if, if that's okay. Uh, so, Kara, uh, a big fan uh, of yours. Uh, ever since that match I saw against Francisco Akira, uh, it was for Body Slam Pro Wrestling. Uh, the crowd were shouting, who are you, at, uh, I believe, Akira. And then you two just tore the t- house down. What an incredible match. You just want to get some thoughts on that match in particular? Uh, yeah, first off, yeah, I'm I am pretty much a dark assassin, but I'm the cursed assassin today, so it's all right, we're good. Uh, before the uh, mindset and the thoughts regarding the, the first one, I'm assuming we're talking about, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, at the time, uh, I remember thinking that uh, this was an opportunity, uh, where I could truly, you know, find out if I could compete at this level uh and i truly see the match as a big wake-up call in a way uh not that i didn't i mean i did lose the match but i also in my in my opinion didn't deliver uh and i yeah i didn't deliver as much as i intended to even though the match itself kind of blew up uh but i was very unsatisfied with my performance at the time i remember so after losing that match, it only fueled me even more to get even better. Uh, so that's the thoughts I have regarding that match, the first one that is. Yeah, because he just finished his All Japan tour and uh, would come back to Europe for a little bit before going off to New Japan. So, yeah, I can see why you saw it as that thing. Uh, but we'll ask about how you kind of got started in wrestling itself. You've been competing now for just over six years? Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah, so, so how did you kind of get started in it? Uh, first off, I started watching it back in 2005. Um, I saw a segment with Randy Orton, Cowboy Bob Orton, and then uh, out of nowhere, like they were cutting this promo in the ring, and then Undertaker appeared, and I was hooked ever since. And then from there, I did more research onto this thing because I was, I was intrigued, you know. And then I found Rey Mysterio, I found Eddie Guerrero, I found Jeff Hardy, etc., and from there, I was simply hooked. And uh, ever since a young age, that was in the back of my mind to that would be really cool to do, you know, one day. And I did like backyard stuff with friends and all that stuff. And um, I remember I did my even more research here in Sweden regarding like finding promotions or mm-hmm. anything like that. And then I found out there's this one uh, company and uh, I simply had it in the back of my mind up until like the age of 19 after I graduated high school. And, and I remember like my upbringing, as sad, as sad as it can sound, it wasn't really the most, you know, happy upbringing, let's say. So uh, I remember I was a very uh, sad and miserable child. And then eventually when I graduated high school and I started working, I I was so unhappy with myself. And then one day I simply had like a moment of clarity and I was like, by the way, can we swear on this? Uh, 
Yeah, we'll yeah, we won't put it on the radio. We'll just put it on our channels. <laughs> All right. So I was like, why the fuck am I, you know, not trying to be happy here? Why am I, you know, why am I what am I doing? Why? You know, why shouldn't I be happy? And like I remember like thinking we're so small like if you look at the entire world and all this and I was like it's not going to hurt anybody who gives a fuck let's just I I simply got the fucking mentality yeah I remember thinking to myself all right if this job doesn't work out I'm simply just going to say fuck it I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want I'm going to um make myself happy no matter what it takes you know and what made me happy at the time was wrestling so and like i said i had i had already done the research regarding like the promotion and etc so i remember the week after i had this thought the company just simply like, they ripped our contracts we went uh, bankrupt so i was like all right that's the sign so here we fucking go and i contacted the company and they were invited me for training and you know they were all like oh you know it hurts right etc and i knew exactly what i was getting myself into and ever since the first day i went there i dedicated my life to it and uh that this was on the 31st of october 2016 uh and yeah ever since that day it's my life really uh and you know i can go on and on and on about the entire journey and how the scene is over here in sweden compared to other scenes and why i left the country to begin with etc you know uh but uh i remember thinking this is my thing and this mm. is what i'm going to do here yeah, because you spent uh, you only spent a couple of years within the Swedish sort of system before moving to Denmark and uh, competing regularly for I believe it was Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I was competing over there, but I never actually moved down to Denmark. Oh, I was I was still based in Stockholm at the time. The only time I ever moved was in two thousand nineteen, where I lived in the Birmingham area or like Wolves and the West Midlands basically, and I spent a total of six months over there. Mm. and then germany as well obviously there uh, i spent a total of uh, an entire year i believe uh, of my career down there so that's still and you know obviously japan now so other than yeah. that i've been based in stockholm sweden okay uh so talking about your time in the uh the, the British, what we call the Midlands area, or the West Midlands uh you you were training with kamikaze pro dojo is that correct I was, yeah. I was training with a couple of uh, dojos, but one of them I shall not name uh, out of respect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kamikaze Pro was uh, my main uh, school in the, in the way. So yeah, I d- and I did the most shows for them. So I, I didn't get around too much. I did a lot of ring crewing over there. And, you know, uh, basically I started from scratch in a way. And mm. because who am I, you know, at the time I was absolutely nobody. Mm. So it only made sense for me to, you know, start from scratch and then, you know, climb the ladder, if that makes sense. Yeah. Was there a major difference in the way your training was done in the UK to uh, Sweden where you first started? 100%. Uh, or Sweet, like in Sweden, over here, it's more like a hobby in a way. Uh, and people don't you know, they have families and such, and that's all right, you know, there's no problem at all. But I remember I wanted so much more. So um, I basically lived in that gym uh, where we had the ring set up. So the majority of the time I I was in Sweden, especially during my early years, I was simply training by myself. Uh, And, uh, you know, they had their opinions about that and all that. 
But at the end of the day, all I wanted to do was, you know, become better and become an asset to the product. But a lot of people didn't see it that way. So when I eventually went to the UK, because I remember I went to the UK one time before and it was for a seminar. And that's where I met uh, this, this, uh, it was in Knuckle Ox, I believe, down in London. Yeah. And uh, that's where I met guys like Michael Oku, Connor Mills, etc. And I remember thinking like, fuck, this is what I need to be surrounded with, you know, because I had to surround myself with like-minded people. And at the time in Sweden, there was no such thing. Uh, Michael Oku, you just mentioned, didn't he? Because he just had one of the biggest moments of his career. He he just won the uh, British Heavyweight Championship over at RevPro UK. Did you see any of the clips going online on Twitter about that? Yeah, I did. I keep a good eye on pretty much everybody over in the UK. I'm just very, you know, uh, quiet about it. But I'm, I'm seeing everything. This is my life. Mm. Uh, very seriously. So I keep an eye on the product. Uh, and I keep an eye on people that I not only want to have a rematch with, but also like uh, would like to face, face, like face in the ring one day. Mm. Because over at Chemicality Pro, I did come across one match that I found on YouTube where you faced off against a man like Doris. And of course, his tag team partner right now is the gentleman you faced when you were over here last for Soft Pro Wrestling against Leon Slater. Right. That was an incredible match (laughs) uh, between the two of you. I really love the fact that you added the technical while he had the high flying, but you both had the high speed. Uh, What was it like coming back to UK for that match? Truly special. I felt like coming back to the UK took way too long than it should have. Uh, mm. In a way, it worked out perfectly fine, you know, uh, because I was a more experienced wrestler and uh, I had a great opponent. And uh, I remember like people kept telling me about Leon Slater, Leon Slater, etc. You know, I can only see stuff on social media. I can yeah. do my research here and there, but like... When you're in the ring, that's when you truly find out if it's the real deal. And I remember uh, I wanted to find out for myself. And when I was in that ring, I did find out. And I was and I went to Twitter right after that match. And I said, oh, yeah, he's everything you guys are saying he is. So, you know, I understood. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting him down the road as well. Like, uh, just now, like about 30 minutes ago, we actually shared an interaction on Twitter where uh, he mentioned that he was going to become the best of the Super Junior one day. And... I uh, I I I believe I quote uh, tweeted the his tweet with uh, a gif from our match where I'm waving at him and I say until next time because I know that's where I'm headed as well. It would be uh, I would absolutely love to see that match. There's so many matches I would like to see. I think when you put out a tweet about you returning to Japan, I put out a list of opponents I would love to kind of see you face in the UK at some point. So come on promotions. Uh, in particular, I would really like to see you face off against Chris Ridgeway, uh, who's obviously he's in Japan right now doing his thing with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. He uh, loves to think of himself as a junior as well. How right. do you find it? It's because sometimes do you find that heavyweight eclipses Super Junior in a way with, with some promotions or do you? Because I think Super Juniors can be just as can main event any show. 100%. Yeah, I, I truly believe that too. I feel like, uh, like if you look at the big shows like New Japan, for example, usually the heavyweights are the main event, mm. which is understandable as well. But like, I believe like juniors, we can, we can main event as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, an example, just recently I was in the semi main event, they call it over in Japan 
for the Big Japan Junior Heavyweight title uh, in Kurokan Hall. And uh, that was, just, like I said, semi-main. And But I, in my head, we could have definitely main evented that one. Even though, like, we got to keep in mind, like, some some promotions, they have their main title, which is the heavyweight title. Yeah. So, so, like the UFC, like, if you win the UFC Heavyweight Championship of the world, you're simply the baddest man on the planet. So that's one way to look at it, too. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you mentioned about there, um being in the semi-main event, Kurikan Hall, one of the most famous de- destinations for wrestling. What was it like soaking in that type of atmosphere? It's, I mean, everyone's telling me about it, but I'm in a position where I have a really, really hard time to soak in everything that I've already done here. Yeah. Because I'm so far from finished and I can't just, you know, take a breath. I try, I really do try some, like, especially now when I'm back in Sweden and I I can look back at stuff, but I just want to get back to work. You know what I mean? Um, Far from finished. Um, But like, as far as like wrestling in Corican Hall, I remember thinking like when I made my Corican Hall debut, I I remember thinking I might just, you know, break down in the ring or something when they do, when they introduce me. But at the time when it happened, I felt nothing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just, my thing and uh that was it and i like I, I sat down on my chair after the match and i was like well i just i just wrestled in crook and hall and in a way i was kind of numb because mm. uh i usually tell people when i'm over in japan i tell them i'm on autopilot mode so i don't have time to feel i just mm. do 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 you know what i mean uh because the schedule over there is way more intense too and uh it's a different world uh you're not only you know wrestling on the weekends you're wrestling every day most of the time um especially for me since i'm a free agent and all that so i can i can almost do whatever i want yeah uh yeah because i know just made a couple of appearances for gato move and i was like oh is any chance that's against chris brooks because that's another match i'd love to see uh you up against chris brooks Think that would be a great match. Uh, now, because you spent a, a lot of time in W, well, sort of three years within the WXW system, you moved over there for a, a brief period. Uh, they are the largest promotion in Europe. What was it like uh, getting you know, the, the opportunity to train there and to wrestle there? Mm. Training there was a blast. I remember even before the new academy that they have, mm. uh, I remember telling everyone. Uh, the first time I, I was there, I was like, "That's all I need. I don't need anything else. I have the ring. I live over there. That's that's all I need." You know, um, I'm not too picky. I don't want a nice car or anything like that. Like I've had nothing before, absolutely nothing. So like having that, and I'm doing what I love. That's all I need. You know what I mean? But like uh, as far as working for WXW, I remember like even before I went there, I was dreaming. And I was working towards uh, getting on that platform. And I remember thinking like, man, the things I would do just to be there and all that. And they would, in my head, this was like, if you if you made it in WXW, like if you made it there, you're one of the best wrestlers in Europe, for sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I looked at it. Uh, but as far as working there, you know, it was a good experience, let's say that. Uh, but in a way, not to get too political or anything like that, but I was somewhat shackled. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, I went there in order to become a better professional wrestler. I never made it there to, you know, 
be the best in Europe or anything like that because all I ever wanted to do was to wrestle in Japan. Mm-hmm. So like whenever there was something that, you know, a decision that someone would not agree with and they would come up to me and say, hey, why are you doing this? And, you know, shouldn't you be, you know, you're not, you know, you're, you're at a higher level. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it one bit because I know where I'm headed. Mm. That's why I would keep reminding a lot of people that uh, I always knew where I was headed. So in that way, like I said, like every every single country in Europe that I ever competed in was preparation in order to get to Japan. So now that I am in Japan and now I'm like going from Sweden to Japan and et cetera, or whatever booking I have, uh, like whether it's Norway or the UK, that's my priority now because now I have my foot in and I proved myself over there and nobody can take that away from me. Uh, also, like we got to keep in mind, uh, that's where I, in, in Ger- Germany, in WXW, that's where I faced off with Fuminori Abe. Hmm. And uh, that match went kind of viral in a way uh, over here in Europe. And then I had I uh, I met Shigeru Iria one more time. He had I had met him before in the UK. So after the match against Fuminori Abe, I was put. I truly believe after that match, the management took a look at it and they're like, "Fuck, Ender can go." You know what I mean? Mm. So that's how that's how I see. I don't know if it's true, but like there's no other way. Uh, and I was put in the four way for the shotgun title on night three of gold, uh, sixteen carat. And uh, I truly believe it was because of that one match with Fuminori Abe. And then after, uh, when they were about to leave, they invited me over to Japan. And uh, we were working on it ever since, since March uh, last year. Or Yeah. I'm not, I can't even keep track of time anymore. Yeah, because it, it, it was an ambition match, wasn't it? Which are slightly different to, I guess, a regular match, have a bit more of a shoot style to it. Mm. Yeah, for Iria, uh, with Iria San, I had an ambition match, but you know, I believe it was like one minute, 30 seconds, something like that. So, like, as far as the uh, singles match against Fumnurabe, we were in, at Inner Circle at the old academy. And, uh, you know, it's packed and it's hot. And uh, I had so much emotion going into that match for personal reasons. And uh, I broke that. I broke down or like people say I broke down, but I broke out in a way. That's how I see it. So I was very emotional after that match because that's exactly what I needed. Uh, You know, and since that match, um, I became a way more different performer Mm. Uh, because I knew that was my first ever Japanese opponent. And he bowed down to me and, you know, we talked and he like. It was just surreal at the time. Everything just, you know, everything that was out of my control still went my way. And uh, it was a day I I probably never forget as well. Yeah, because your type of wrestling style is very strike-based, very submission-based. Uh, it's very similar to, say, a strong style. Uh, how did you get influenced into being that type of performer? Did you study martial arts before or did you learn anything like that? Yeah, so even before wrestling from 2013, I believe, when I was I was 13 years old at the time, I started Taekwondo. Uh, so I am a black belt in this martial art. And um, I remember I uh, I was competing all over Sweden. I trained with the national team, etc. And uh, then this is before wrestling, obviously. Then the passion kind of, you know, 
uh, expired. Like I didn't have the passion anymore because they were changing the rules. There was no fire anymore, basically. Uh, but at the time, uh, I realized not everybody has a black belt in Taekwondo. And uh, I was like, I should implement this into my style, I think. And uh, also I do jiu-jitsu. So that's where the submissions come from or the gra grappling in general. Uh, but yeah, the strikes mostly come from Taekwondo as uh, I'm very kick heavy. And super fast with the kicks. You're absolutely light, lightning fast uh, when you move around the ring. Uh, you did. You faced off against uh, another black belt. Uh, in he's a karate black belt, Fast Time Mudo. Right. Uh, it was a that was a brilliant match. A uh, really stand out. I think again, it's one of the matches I put out on Twitter. You should people should go watch this match because uh, he's more of a heavyweight wrestler, isn't he? Right. Right. Yeah, he's pretty heavy. Uh, do, do you like going up against people who uh, fight in that sort of style or do you like to mix it up with different types of styles different types of styles for sure but like I'm I'm a fighter at the end of the day so I'm not you know I'm not really backing down from anything I'm in there competing that's how I look at it like when I'm in the ring I'm competing I'm not here to perform for the you know obviously there's a crowd and all that but like at the end of the day it's me against that person in front of me and we're competing against each other I, I truly love like winning titles is one thing but like looking into their eyes and seeing if they really want to be here that's a way more satisfying feeling to me and um not everybody has that fire inside of them um and that's totally fine you know what i mean uh but like i'm i'm a competitor at the end of the day i'd love to see that uh now, one of the questions we always like to ask our guests, usually with the UK guys, we have uh, the Mount Rushton of British wrestling. Uh, but for when we have the, the European guests, um, we, we like to uh, get to know a few more European wrestlers. So who do you think helped elevate that sort of scene over in Europe, over in Sweden or Germany or just across Europe? Uh, such a loaded question. I, I, can, I can honestly say like I don't really keep track. And I don't have too much knowledge within this subject, so I don't know if I can comment on it. But um, do you, are we talking like all time or like currently active, etc.? Or you can uh, let's have one all time and one uh, active. I mean, I don't really know, man. It's such a difficult question for me because uh, I've been looking at Japanese wrestling for too long. <laughs> um i don't really keep track on the european scene um unless it's like my you know people that i want uh, to see succeed mm. um but like obviously bruno sammartino is you know italian i guess that's one uh but yeah as far as because like i don't know i can't really look back i'm just going with my i just i'm just doing my thing you know what i mean i'm just too it's almost as if I have tunnel vision. I'm mm. only seeing my my one path right now because I'm on the right path right now. Yeah. Um, so I truly believe I, I don't really know an answer to that question. Sorry. No, okay, okay. So we're going to. Uh, so you you obviously you first you mentioned you watched WWE. How did you actually get into the Japanese scene? How was it tape trading across Sweden? Was there uh, or was it just via the internet? I, I found it on the internet. I watched uh, Prince David. Uh, and he caught my attention and I remember thinking yeah that's 
And then, you know, I saw how wrestling was treated over there in Japan, you know, quiet audience, you know, reserved, watching with respect and, you know, not being too violent or anything like that. And uh, I just love the the feeling of it because it's treated as a sport. And that's how I look at it, too. Uh, so that's and always like even before I even discovered wrestling in Japan, I was always fascinated with Japan. Like, um, for an example, when I was in school, I would make uh, I would do school presentations about Japan. I found the culture very interesting, very intriguing. Uh, and then when I realized I was gonna, you know, work in order to be in Japan, I started, you know, studying Japanese because why not? You know, I know I'm gonna end up there. So that's also like if you look at my resume, you'll see I'm just facing Japanese guys all the time in Japan. And that's because, you know, I have somewhat of an understanding with the language and the language barrier is not too big at all because I've been preparing for this time of my, you know, this position of my life. So you, uh, I guess you didn't have too much of a culture shock when you went over there because a lot of people will talk about not having well. a complete culture shock when they arrive in Japan. Not one bit. I knew exactly what I, was, what I was getting myself into. Like when I was here in Sweden and late nights, no sleep, I'd watch uh, live videos of people just walking around Shinjuku or Shibuya, uh, like just someone walking around the city. And I'm watching the live stream on YouTube and I'm thinking, I'm going to be there one day. I'm going to walk the exact same path they are one day. So like when I first got there, I was like, I, like I'm here. You know mm. what I mean? uh that's and it was hard to smell the roses because you know i'm here now we're starting in my opinion that's yeah. how i look at it and also that's where i um debuted debuted in my cursed assassin character uh i felt like that was the correct time to do it and uh it's been very successful so far if i may add uh and it'll only get better and better and better i i know for a fact I'm taking over the world sometime soon, you know. Um, mm. I I truly consider myself as a dark horse because that's what I've been my entire life. And uh, yeah, I I advise people like in my personal life to jump on the hype train all the time because uh, it's just a matter of time, really. Absolutely, definitely. Because uh, uh, this is not wasn't your first, or this was your second tour over in Big Japan. So obviously, you impressed on the first time around. They wanted to have you back. Uh, I'm sure you'll be back over there uh, very, very soon. Uh, I hope so, because I, I like following your career out there. Uh, now, you mentioned about the crowd in Japan and the respectfulness, and, uh, which I absolutely love. Uh, but uh, in Europe, what what's it like? Because you've competed in Italy, Spain, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, here in the UK. What's the difference between the crowds here in Europe? Um, uh, obviously, like if we're looking at the UK, the football chance, for an example, uh, I mean, the crowd is in Germany, they're, they're more smart, you know, but other where like uh, any other place, you know, they're into it. And when they're into it, they're into it. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're loud. Some people might even get violent with the wrestlers. Uh, I've been, I've seen that before or like, experienced that, I should say. Uh, especially like when they don't know if it's a show or not. <laughs> uh, like recently, so I came back from Japan like a, a bit longer than a week ago. I was in Sweden for a single day and then I flew to Norway the very next day and I stayed there the entire weekend. 
and over there they have no clue what what we're doing so it was easy you know to you know get them to hate me also like because i'm swedish and we have this you know kind of internal rivalry and uh yeah they have no clue what's happening they think you know i'm about to beat them up or anything you know something like that but like they know for a fact if they you know if they do something first i'll just you know pay it forward in a way but yeah i mean europe is yeah it's pretty wild it's good i mean it's great i'm not shitting on the yeah. Greek or anything like that I mean, it's it's fun uh i i uh in a way they kind of empower you when you're in the ring same as in japan you know obviously so as long as there's an audience i'm good you know because uh, there was a time in germany during the pandemic when we were doing tapings and there was nobody there and that was the worst uh you know so i couldn't really get into it i could never get in the zone properly mm. uh, so i'm i'm just very uh, grateful if there isn't if, if there's a crowd to begin with uh are you sat or because obviously yes i'm british i've sat quite a few different british shows i prefer the german crowd i love sitting amongst it in when when i traveled to germany to watch wxw uh, for the world tag team festival it was incredible uh, mm-hmm. And you're right, you do feel like the crowd are just a bit more, it, they're, they're like a mix between the Japanese and the English. They're there to watch their thing, but they will do a few singing chants that have kind of migrated yeah. from UK yeah. to themselves. And uh, great, great atmosphere and always great to talk to people after the show. They, as you say, very knowledgeable on uh, wrestling and so forth. Uh, now I was going to ask you to to put together a, a sort of sweet a Nordic Scandi invasion force that you could come to the UK with, but maybe mm. we should do a, a BJW force instead because I, I think that's where your mind is at the moment. That's who you're watching and working with. The first thought I had in my head when you mentioned the Nordics, I was thinking, do we even have enough that are I <laughs> would be capable of doing something like this? You know what I mean? uh that's my first thought but then i realized we have incredible talent over here in the nordics mm. uh, and i would happily go with them i don't mind okay. at all uh, uh so let's go with five from nordic then five of them for sure i would love to have myself <laughs> uh let's see here carlos samora for sure yeah Yadi thomas from denmark as well he's hungarian but he lives in denmark mm. um see here i'd probably so now we're three in total i'd probably bring uh uh Shemeka from finland and then i'd probably bring let's see here mm, this one's difficult because i'm thinking i'm 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 thinking strategically you know what i mean so we have a powerhouse we have the junior we have a guy who can hang the heavyweights uh we have a fighter as well, like another fighter. Uh, what about Alice Inc. for the women's? For sure, yeah. We, we can also bring Alice as well, obviously. I would, you know, she was one of the first thoughts I had in my mind, but then I was thinking, uh, she's too she's too much of a superstar. She's too busy. <laughs> she, <laughs> <had a> time <laughs> she, she is absolutely yeah. killing it at the moment. Uh, yeah, sure, Alice, for sure, Alice. She was in my, in my mind, of course. But yeah. Yeah, I would love to have a female in there too. So yeah, probably Alicink. Uh Regina Rosendahl, somebody who's been uh, making a few appearances here in the UK. Uh, she's quite a, a big star over in is it Finland and Sweden. She's a star in general. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> She's amazing. I think I, I'm a big fan of her work. Let's have a, a BJW team then. Who should we be watching out for in a BJW if, if you were to bring a team? Oof. I'm definitely bringing Aoki, Aoki Yuya, uh, the current champion over there, um, the strong champion, they call it. And then uh, myself, obviously, uh, Sato, uh, Kato, and one more. Probably, <laughs> I mean, or actually, let's do that. I'm, I'm for sure, I'm for sure. Aoki, Nomura, and uh, let's see, Daisuke Sakimoto, hundred percent, and uh, so wait, we have me, Sakimoto, Nomura, Aoki, one more, right? Yeah. Oh shit. Maybe. Maybe I'll bring Kato. Yeah, Kato for sure. Yeah, so five in total. Yeah, I'd probably bring them over for sure. Awesome. So there you go, fans out there. Go f- go check out those uh, wrestlers because it's always worth uh, expanding your knowledge. Now, you have wrestled in, like I mentioned, 10 different countries, but uh, you're yet to sort of like go over to the USA. Is that part of your thinking, or are you just really concentrating on Japan is where I've always wanted to be, and this is where I want to stay sort of thing? I've actually been to the U.S. before. Oh. I went to the New Japan LA Dojo back in 2018. Uh, but like in terms of like working, I'd stay in Japan. I'm a, Obviously, I'm a businessman at the end of the day. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't really... What in, what's intriguing me is my current goals and my current goals are in Japan. So, yeah. uh, but I'm very much open to, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm a freelancer and I love the element of surprise. So um, I might just show up one day somewhere and, you know, it's not like I'm trapped in Japan or anything like no. that. When I'm there, I can still travel the world. And uh, yeah, I'd be very much open to working in the United States. I truly believe I would be a standout over there too. I think so again great matches to be had uh is there any sort of like back here in the uk that you haven't faced off with yet that you would like to face off with chris ridgeway 100 percent. it's the first name that comes up just like you said before uh, he's the wrestle carnival pure <laughs> wrestle carnival pure champion over here in the uk um from this sort of like very similar to the roh pure division is that something you would be interested in in, in wrestling in that sort of like pure style? Hundred percent, no question about it. I'm a competitor. I'll I'll fight. Uh, is is there anybody else that have crossed your path that you, you would like you were interested in? Uh, maybe at the Soft Pro Show, someone like Ian Skinner. Ian Skinner for sure. Absolutely, I would love to tear it up in the ring with him. But also Connor Mills. Yes. So we've been, you know, uh. Yeah, he's the first, one of the first guys I ever met the first time I was in the UK. And if I'm not mistaken, he recently won the Cruiserweight title in Red Pro. So, yeah, there you go. That speaks for itself. That's the one. One of the most underrated performers here in the oh. UK, actually. I know he's used very well at Red Pro UK, and uh, it's great to see him put on that uh, Cruiserweight championship. But he's somebody for me who he just needs a bit more of a breakout. He's, he's uh, again, I like guys who bring that MMA style. I like guys that bring yeah. and make wrestling look like a sport. 
Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like performance as well, but I, I like right. ones where it's, yeah. it's more competitive, it's more sporting, yeah. maybe a mix of even like, you go, do you ever, when you're in the ring with somebody, so like, should we just do five minutes of soft shooting? Can do. But at the end of the day, I see uh, wrestling as an art. Mm. Uh, it's an art form. So the thing is with me and Connor, like we, there's similarities with us, like as people, like we're not on social media, you know, trying to act funny or anything like that. We're simply, you know, we're doing our thing and whatever happens, happens. We're not out there, you know, getting like the cheap followers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to, you know, jump on someone's moment just to, you know, hey, here I am or anything like that. I'm not trying to be funny or anything. I take this very seriously, just like him. Uh, so in, in that way, I see us, you know, uh, being a bit similar also with, with the style and the mentality. So, You were both over in Hungary together recently uh, yeah. for Passion Pro, uh, so you must have had a chance to meet back up with him there. Right, yeah, we were reunited. Like, we hadn't seen each other in years, you know. So I'm, I'm super glad he's still kicking, you know, doing his thing. I, I really like what areas of Hungary seem to be doing with uh, in the Hungarian scene and with Passion Pro and bringing up uh, kind of like big European supercards together. And uh, they have been using a lot of guys from the UK scene who don't, who don't get enough love. Uh, have you seen much of Corey McRae? Yeah, I have. We have actually met as well back in Barcelona for Lucha Libre Barcelona. And uh, at the time, I thought we were going to face off in the ring and I was really excited. But then I was told that that's not happening. So maybe one day we'll see. But yeah, I'm aware of him. Yeah, again, that's another match I would absolutely love to see because, again, the similar sort of style and uh, so forth. But there are guys like Danny Black. I think he would have a great match. He's a bit more of a high-speed, high-flyer. Someone like Robbie X, again, I can imagine would be such a great match. Sir, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on every single one of them. That's awesome to hear. Uh, are there any promotions out here in the UK that you would like to make your appearance for? Revolution Pro Wrestling. And, uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, Revolution Pro Wrestling, and also they're tied to New Japan, so probably that's the biggest reason. But also, like, the competition mm. that exists over there, uh, because that's, like, the highest level in the UK, in my opinion. Me too. Uh, and then, yeah, that's about it, really. Like like I said, like, I'm simply focused on, you know, Japan, and that's, that's kind of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, there was a time where I wanted to do progress, but that's not the case anymore. Uh and all that so yeah i mean i'm at the end of the day i'm open to pretty much anything as long as it's good business yeah i i do i agree with you Refro uk at the moment i know a lot, a lot of the promoters i love me saying it but yeah they are quite they are very much ahead in the uk yeah. scene in my but, opinion and uh don't get they, me wrong. i love so i love so pro mm. they treated me very well and you know they have an incredible team over there and I would love to return to that place too. You know, there's, um, yeah, yeah. Got a brand new company here. They, they've really made an impact uh, for, for a new company. You can see what they're going for. The production's high. The, the, the ring crew is great. And, uh, yeah. well, the guys they're... over there are yeah. just fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen a company that, you know, took over that quick, you know, in terms of like marketing, uh, bringing in talent, et cetera, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sorting out, you know, uh, shows and all that. Uh, they have an incredible team over there and I can't wait until the day I return there. 
I, I know they've got a problem with Ian Skinner running his mouth. Maybe they should bring the cursed assassin over to to to, to quieten him down a little bit over his off throw. I'm a message away. I'm easy to find as well. So yeah, maybe. But you know, it depends because I know for a fact I'm heading back to Japan in September. Uh, that's been kind of known for a while. So it's hard to you know you know fit in the schedule. But you know, we'll see uh, what happens. Yeah. So how long are you going for this time over in Japan? Minimum a year. I told them. I uh, I had a meeting with them and I told them, look. You guys have won the lottery and uh, you, you have to realize like I'm not one of those who's just going to come here and then never come back and say, oh, I wrestled in Japan. No, I told him this is my life. Hmm. This is what I prepared for for six years. I worked in order to be here and now I'm here and I'm I'm ready to go like uh, I'm prepared. I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to become an asset to the product. I'm I did, and like I said, I'm a freelancer. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh They've they took me in, and I've gave I've given them my word that I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do everything in my power you know, uh, to you know work like work things out etc. But I told them next time don't bring me for three months bring me for a year minimum I told them, uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we're still the reason to why I'm back in Sweden as well is because we need to renew the visa. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we're working on that right now. Uh, as I'm speaking, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I truly believe it's gonna work out. You know, it's a no-brainer, really. I'm gonna go back there and I'm gonna take over every single junior division I ever step in the ring with. You know, I love that attitude. And of course, uh, the the Europeans are taking over in Japan. Of course, Francisco Akira had that great run with AGPW. He's in pro, uh, New Japan now. But Gil Blanc's now traveling out there from France, and uh, are you gonna be? In at the same time that Tristan Archer's with Big no, Japan no. Wrestling, or are you just going to miss that one? Yeah, he's not there for a long time though. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I should be there by September, probably middle or end, um, if I'm lucky, or if if everything goes accordingly, I should be there uh, at that time. But um, I believe, yeah, I'm gonna share. Or I'm gonna be roommates with people I probably cannot mention right now because they haven't been announced yet. So, yeah, I don't wanna spoil that one. Yeah, I really, really look forward to it. I wish you best of luck with everything you're gonna go on and conquer Japan. Cause as I say, I I believe you have the ability to do it. You've got the uh, mentality and the right attitude to do it as well. Uh, you know, independent wrestling is still professional wrestling and should always be treated as if it is a profession. And uh, so absolutely respect for that. Uh, have you got any merch that you want to, uh, or anything you merch that you want to sell online quickly? Uh, I have merch on SL Wrestling, uh, but yeah, they're shipped from Germany. So the shipping cost might be a bit, you know, expensive. But other than that, that's where I have my current merch. Or obviously if I'm on, different shows i'll bring merch too like uh portraits etc so yeah that's it and uh where can people follow you and what do they follow you at uh, at endercar pw both instagram and twitter excellent get following and as i really look forward to seeing what you do in japan and i really hope you get back here to the uk as well because i was very blessed to watch you at soft pro against early on slate and hands down it was such a great match i i, I think i gave it like like four and a half and I went back and then watched it and I was like 
it was even better than I remember. Thank you. <laughs> it was yeah, really one of those um, matches. So it was so great live, but then you get to watch it back again, and you're just like, it was even better than that because you can see certain bits that you might have missed when you're there live. And uh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, as I say, good luck with everybody. Uh, everyone out there, follow uh, Endakara, support independent wrestling, support European British wrestling, support Japanese wrestling. And remember, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>